Before we dive into the episode today, we feel like it would be insensitive if we didn't mention the events happening within our country. Our hearts are with the ones who are hurting, and we welcome nothing but love in our space. We want to remain a place of escape for our followers. Enjoy this episode of Break Room Banter. Okay, let's go. Hello. Hi. And welcome back to another episode of Break Room Banter. It's a hairstylist adjacent podcast where each week, two friends who also happen to be hairstylists break down our weeks in the break room. I'm your host, Hunter Walden. And I'm your co host, Erica Weist. And today we are thrilled to announce our guest. Her career took off due in part to her incredible ability to brand herself, and it all started with her YouTube channel and first salon six years ago, and then her extension company one year after that. Since then, she's traveled the country with a team of educators certifying over 2,000 stylists in her innovative extension application techniques. All while being a wife and mother and somehow finding the time to expand her company. To include brand and extension tools, artist accessories, brushes and oils, hot tools, and so much more. I think we've kept her waiting long enough, don't you? <laughs> Everyone, please join us in welcoming Jay-Z, Jay-Z Styles. Styles. Oh my gosh, I want you guys to introduce me like every room I walk into. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's great. All right, well thank you. Guys you guys know me better than I know myself. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for doing this with us. We're super excited to have you here. Of course, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, so one thing that we mentioned in the intro is that you have an acute eye for brand awareness. Um, how did you grow so independently large and maintain such a precise vision of your brand? That's a great question. I feel like I always tell people when they ask me, like, how do you create a brand? How do you make it unique to yourself? That it really is staying true to yourself, especially with how big social media has gotten. It's very easy to look at someone who has success and just try to copy or mimic that. But I feel like when people do that, it's not going to get as big as it could because you're just looking for your next steps through someone else. So I feel like I've always just known who I was. I've always been a really girly girl. So my first Mm -hmm. salon was like a pastel dollhouse. (laughs) I've always loved pink. Um, So we've kind of kept that on brand. And I think I've always just stayed true to myself. And um, that's helped a lot. I think, I hope at least that people see my genuine passion and excitement for everything I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that helps sell the business because I'm excited. So why not get the consumer excited as well? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, just to like admit, uh, I've followed you since the little dollhouse salon oh, with, really? the little, with the huge mirror up front where you were doing tutorials on your mom. So like, yes. I can like <laughs> truly, <laughs> we started wow, doing hair around the same time. So you, oh and you were one of the only people out there that were doing like, this is real life shit, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh. Not everybody hairline, everybody's hairline is the same. Why don't we foil it this way? Yeah. And so yeah. I seeing your brand grow, that's why that question was like the first one for me. Right. Was like, how did you do that and yeah. just keep it so consistent while you've gotten so big? Well, I mean, well, I feel like. An- oh, I was oh, just going to say, you if you're sticking true to yourself, I guess that, that makes perfect sense. You know, that's good advice. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I was going to say as well that I think it helps to have people around you who kind of keep you humbled and grounded because as my numbers started to grow, I never got to a point where I was like, well, I'm too good for this. You can't get that way. Um, 
luckily that's not who I am, but I also have really good people around me, like my family and friends. If I start to get an attitude, they're going to put me in my place. So I feel like, oh. Yeah, that's right. I love it. That's good. <laughs> that's how that's good to have too. Yeah, definitely. Yes. <laughs> right. So we just kind of jumped into questions. You want to start? Do you want to do peek and pit? Oh or my do you god! Save I that? was so excited. He was so excited that like so excited. <laughs> it's okay. We get we gave him a tease. Now right. Like, oh right. So um, you said you've listened to a couple episodes. So we do um every episode we do peek and pit. So. Hunter, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? I think their guests should go first. Jack should go first. Okay, I like God, it. You're putting me on the spot. Okay, <laughs> um, I would say my peak this week is that we just finalized our lease for the hair school, so oh. it's like officially happening. I'm so excited. That um, is so exciting. Yeah, I mean, like I announced it, but like I actually signed the lease like three days ago. So hopefully, I was like, hopefully, it all goes <laughs> hopefully, it <works>. so. <laughs> <laughs> like um, we've already got yeah, like six thousand applications. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope. If you know anyone, send it my way. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited to do that. We've been working on stuff all week for that. Um, it's just going to be really exciting. So that's definitely a high point. And then a low point is just that I am pregnant and freaking miserable and dumb as rock. It, I, literally, pregnancy makes me stupid. Yeah. Like I was filming a few videos today and I kept like stumbling over my words and that's so not who I am and I just hate that. So I'm just like. Seven more months, I can do this. <laughs> Seven, Seven more months. Oh, man. <laughs> I know it sounds like it's so long, but. <laughs> It'll go fast. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. In the scheme of things. I am so excited oh, yeah. to see what you do with this designer school. Yeah, totally. Yes. Thank so you. I saw beds in your Instagram oh, story. I know. It's so weird. So basically, the building that we found used to be a hair school. A mattress store bought it. And they've been using the whole thing. I love the Dutch Bros, very on brand. <laughs> <laughs> we did that for so you. So they basically were like in the whole building. And then they decided they didn't need the whole building because it's pretty big. So they are building a wall. They're going to be on like a fourth of it. And then we're going to get the rest. But while they're building the wall and doing construction, they have to be on our side. So I'm doing all these tours and videos, but there's mattresses everywhere, which being pregnant is great because I get to sit down and lay down. But other than that, it, it, it's interesting. So those will be gone in August. That's so funny. <laughs> I was like, hmm, interesting. Right? So a... many people have been like, are those staying? I'm like, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, Maybe just one. one. Yeah, in the back yeah. for you in know, the break room. when it's needed. <laughs> so what's funny. your peak in your pit, Erica? Um, my peak is probably this, this episode. We've been looking forward to this all week. We're super excited. Um, and then my pit would just be, um, the insane jet lag I had for my crazy adventure last week and getting back to normal. We went to Atlanta, um, Mm. for a cune, like advanced cutting weekend, which was awesome. And then I went over to Oregon to see my son's, um, play. That he was in. So, but it was like 24 hours and back really quick. Brutal. And like three time zones in three, five days. And yeah. it was just crazy. So, mm. it was hard to recover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that was <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, wasn't really that bad of a week. So. I know. <laughs> um, so, my peak is obviously this. This. Oh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like I said, like, I've been following you since you started your journey. So it was, I was always like watching from the sidelines, like, get it, girl, get it, get it, get it, get it. Like, Thank you. it was like one after another, you were just like winning and it was so inspiring for me. Yeah. Um, and you really, 
helped me through a part of my life um, a couple of years ago. Like you were my form of escape. And now I've created a form of escape for people. And it's all full circle that you (laughs) are here right now. So this is my peak (laughs) right this second. That makes me so happy. Yes. Um, And then my pit is the god ungodly heat that yeah. we have had in it's Tennessee. It's been hot for sure. We're in Nashville. Um, oh, my favorite place yeah. in the world. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just fun to visit, not to live there. <laughs> it, I mean, it's fun to live here. There's plenty. Yeah. Of, there's tons of stuff to do. Um, yeah. But it's been like in the like hundreds, hundred and five. I guess it did hit a hundred when we were gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so like all of my beautiful garden that I have planted oh, yeah. is just—he's like the sun killed all my plants. But it it <laughs> oh, kind of, it, it kind of did. <laughs> they're, they're hurting out yeah. there. I mean, of... yeah, but just the heat I in general—not my plants being dead. Yeah, but the heat, <laughs> I hate the heat. <laughs> Dang it! Yeah, see, in Utah, it's been like raining in June. I'm like, what's happening? So we're the opposite. It's, uh, it's weather's weird. I guess wanna, now we can jump in. Yeah. Do you want to <laughs> now jump in, um, Hunter? Yeah. Okay, back cool. to the interview. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I guess we already kind of asked you the, the lead in question to kind of start the thing. But um, really, basically, like you just said, you're a mom. We said you're a mom of two and you're pregnant right now, too. And you've got all of this going on, like how in the hell do you do all that and stay <laughs> not insane? I mean, you've got to be exhausted. How do you do yeah. that? Yeah, I am. Um, that's a good question. And I feel like it's the one question I like don't have an answer to only because mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> but the biggest thing I can say is that when you're, when you're, you know, when you're a working mom, when you're at work, be at work, be present. Mm-hmm. When you're at home, be at home, be present. With that being said, being a business owner and being a mom, like it's going to overlap. There's going to be work I have to get done at home. If I'm at work and my son has an emergency, I have to go. So giving yourself grace in those moments where like, okay, I'm going to do the best I can to stay balanced, but just know life's not going to be perfect and I'm not going to beat myself up if I am giving a little more here than there. Mm -hmm. And life has different seasons. So I figure right now I'm building some businesses. I'm going to have to give a little more to that, but in seven months when I have a newborn, yeah. I'm going to take a few months to focus on that. And that will be that season. So just kind of giving myself that grace to be like, this is for this, this is for that. Um, and just kind of like finding joy in it all. Mm-hmm. Luckily I'm the personality type that's go, go, go. Like if I have a day off, I'm like, Hey, what can I do? What can I organize around my house? Yeah. So I think that helps that like, I just love doing things. Um, but it definitely makes me crazy. I think that I'm <laughs> a little like extreme with how much I work. <laughs> that's funny well yeah and it was like you have like 40 million instagrams and you're active on all of them is that all you for the most part it is so i have just jesse which is my personal Mm -hmm. and i post everything there um i have jay-z styles which is my hair page i post everything there but i do have two assistants that help me answer dms on both accounts and then they'll just flag things that they think i need to go read like i think you had messaged me about the podcast and they just flagged it and i just go check my flagged messages every like couple days Mm -hmm. and then jay-z styles co is the business page that one i created but i have someone who runs it for me so they post they do the contents and stories and then they answer dms and then now I have Jay-Z Academy, which I pretty much do. I have an assistant that helps, but I'm running it right now. Um, 
And then I think that I have like one for my son, which I just do for fun, but that's not anything like <laughs> consistent. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Instagram's a big part of my job. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. It's so crazy too. I mean, for me, like when I started doing hair, there was none of this social media, like people's portfolios were like in a book, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And now with social media, I mean, you can't just do hair. You have to do reels and Instagram and be present <sighs> and all that stuff. And it, it, it is so much more than it used to be. It's another so, full-time job. And yeah. if you want mm-hmm. to be in that game, in that space, you have to treat it like that. Mm-hmm. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's kind of funny with this podcast. I've been, like, actually being like, okay, I want to do social media and, like, really get involved in it and learn how to really do it and be proficient in it because I haven't really done that with my own hair page of any sort. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm realizing that. I'm like, this is a full-time job. I'm, like, always thinking about it always thinking okay we could film this we could film this we could film everything Mm -hmm. is content everything is everything (laughs) so true and it almost gets to a point too where you're like I need to be filming this and like you don't enjoy the moment so it's like finding a balance between Mm -hmm. what's content and what's my real life yeah it's it's hard Mm -hmm. yeah how do you how would you say you found that balance or have you yet um luckily I do enjoy content like I love vlogging I truly love like filming my day and editing it and just making it fun. So it doesn't feel like a burden, but if there's like an event where I'm like, I really want to be present. Luckily I have a lot of people around me that help me. So I'll have one of them film and I'll be like, can you just like film stuff for me? I'm going to enjoy it. And then I'll work on it later. And so not posting in real time sometimes helps me because mm-hmm. I can enjoy and then I can post later. Yeah. Okay. That's smart. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, I guess maybe for me, Um, one of my biggest questions would be like when you decided that hair was what you wanted to do and you started your salon and your YouTube channel, did you do that with the intention of growing your brand into what it is today? Or is that something that just kind of happened residually and then you came up with it and were kind of working on that as it went and like kind of, does that make sense? What I'm trying to ask you right now? Yeah, totally. Um, No, I did not think that I was going to do what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I always joke, like, if I knew what this would turn into, I wouldn't have named it Jay-Z Styles because Jay-Z stands for me and my ex-husband's name, which is ironic. (laughs) So I probably would have named it something different. But when I started my YouTube channel, I had just opened my salon. And I honestly started it with the intention of, like, I didn't really have anyone to watch when I was in hair school Mm -hmm. and hair schools are kind of known to like teach you the basics and not the real life techniques. So I wanted to offer that. And that was my only intention. My first video, I didn't even talk to the camera. I had like a country song playing, which was totally illegal. And I didn't even explain (laughs) what I was doing. Like I had no idea what I was doing. I'm just going to film it Um, and post it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny to look back at old videos because I just like laid it all out there and I got some hate because I would just like show like even mistakes. So I think it's kind of like what grew my channel because Mm -hmm. I just showed it all. Um, But no, yeah, I did that and I just kept doing it. And then I just got more and more people following and more Instagram followers from my YouTube and more opportunities. And I was like, this is fun. And then I started my extension brand a year later um, once I had kind of like gained a little more of a following. And then once I got my brand established and we like moved into a bigger building and it became more of a legit business that's Mm -hmm. when I was like oh like this is really good marketing and I started to utilize it for that but in the beginning it was just because I wanted to do it for fun because you were having fun Mm -hmm. that's great that's really cool actually yeah thank you so how many stylists do you have now 
Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I got, I have to think about it. It's funny. I always joke, like people have seen, I've lost Silas over the years and recently I lost like four and I keep getting messages like you've lost all your Silas. What are you going to do? And I'm like, I think I still have 17. Like, yeah. I don't think people realize seen how many chairs are in that salon. Right. I think she's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're good. It's just that those people got a little more like attention online, which is mm-hmm. fine. But I'm like, it's kind of made me realize I need to like show more of like who's around. Like I have a guy named Randy here who's actually from Nashville. He's been with me for almost four years and I posted him recently and they're like, who's the new guy? And I'm like, he's been with me <laughs> so for long. a long time. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's kind of funny. But anyway, I'm pretty sure we have 17 right now. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. That's it's incredible. Fun. Yeah. And uh, you, what fun. is your salon structure? Um, So we are a commission salon and we have a level system. Have you guys heard of like the summit system? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's like that, but it's like Jay-Z's version. So someone starts with us, they start as a co-stylist and that means that they're assisting, they're learning. We have a seven page worksheet they have to pass off before they can go onto the floor. So we always tell people when we hire them, it's up to you how long you're in the program. It can be two weeks. It can be two months. It can be six months. Um, as long as they're all passed off, they can move on. So they'll shadow a few different stylists, learn our techniques, get passed off. Then they go to the floor and they have level one of commission, which is 50-50. Then they can go to level two, which is 60-40. Level three is 70-30. And then they can go to boost rent after that. And that's all based off of sales goals. Dang. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, no, I'm just <laughs> no. kidding. I'm just well, it's funny because commission salons are like hard because I think yeah. you get a bad reputation and I didn't want to open one where you start at 12%, you know, mm-hmm. like there's just so many and I want to give my stylist chance to grow and like more, make more money and progress. And I don't want anyone to feel stuck here. So I'm always looking at my stylist numbers and progressing them as they go or like helping them progress. And then they have that chance to earn booth rent, which is great because then they'll be with us forever, hopefully. And if not, that's okay too. But I don't want someone to feel like I can't move forward here, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really amazing. I have a a question about that. Would you say, um, and I hope this question doesn't offend you, but would you say that (laughs) you are able to offer such a high commission, like such as 70% because of the extension brand being a part of the business? Yeah, so it's funny because we have a few different companies and the salon is the thing that makes us the least amount of money. I think it's mm-hmm. technically like 6% of our business, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but we do provide a lot for our stylists and the building we have, like it's 15,000 square feet. So it's massive, but that's all because of the extension company. If we were just a salon, we would not have all this. Um, yeah. But I do feel like that helps us. And also, you know, we always say like, Honestly, if we shut down the salon tomorrow, it wouldn't hurt us, but like we love it. You know, it's like how we started. I want stylists to work here. So we just kind of do it because we want people to have a nice place to work. Um, and then they provide their own product too. So like their own color. Um, okay. They get like a Jay Z starter kit when they start. So like a toolkit and like all that. But they get to bring their own stuff so that they're not pigeonholed to like you have to use this. But that's also why we give them a bigger percentage of commission. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That's okay. cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That is an Thank awesome you. structure that you have. It definitely sounds like very conducive to growth, you know, for mm. a new stylist or even maybe somebody who's established, but starting over with you guys or something like that. So, totally. Yeah. yeah. I had an interview today, a girl who's been doing hair 10 years and she just moved to Utah. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a new area building a clientele, like maybe it's not smart to start as Lutherant because you don't have anyone yeah. yet. So even just starting as a commission stylist and then working up to that 
is good when you're starting out, even if you know what you're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and the, like you said, I like that way about how you said that you they do their worksheet and it can take them as long as it needs to take them. And once totally. they're through it, they're mm-hmm. through. They know what they're doing at, at that point, you know? So that's exactly. cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Are you- are you guys commission or booth rent or what's your structure where you're at? We're commission. We're commission. Yeah. And we're pro commission salons for sure. <laughs> we definitely, I've, we've both worked for ourselves and done all the structures and definitely I think commission is a great okay. thing. Yeah. So we're on a sliding scale commission mm-hmm. though. So you, we do not start at 50, 50. We start at yeah. 42 and we cap out at 50. Um, but oh, wow. okay. absolutely everything all is, covered is covered for yeah. us. Yes. Um, great. Yeah, right. So we go to work and we go home. Mm-hmm. They pay our taxes. It's it's all handled. so wonderful, actually. You know, that's the funny thing, and I'm glad you guys bring that up because I've had a lot of stylists who are like, it would just be so much better to be booth and I could just do my own thing, and it would be so nice. And I'm like, all right, then you have to deal with the cancellations <laughs> and paying the fixes. And You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so much more. So and it's much great, more. but being a business owner, is there's way more to worry about. So it's kind of nice when you can just like, all right. See ya. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's all about finding, I feel like commission salons get such a bad rap because bad management, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. So totally. it's all about finding where you fit in and where they, you know, you guys have to, it has to be a mutual, mutually beneficial yeah. relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. But I think if you okay. get in a good salon without has a good structure and a good leadership and good things like that and somebody mm-hmm. who knows what they're doing, it's the best way to it's the best way to work as a stylist. And it I mean really it would yes. it wouldn't hurt to yeah. start off at Jay-Z salon. I mean, there's that part too. Yeah, but Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also the cool thing about our industry is that there are so many different structures that work you know, differently for everyone. And I love that. Like, it's not like you have to just be this type of stylist because this works for us may not work for others. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But it's cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, there's different laws in different states that you can't work a certain yep. structure in certain yeah, places. That's true. So definitely. True. You know what? I wish our industry was just the same. Like in yes. all 50 states, it I makes know. no sense that there's different hours in each state and different structures. Like just give us some like reliability. I just don't understand. Seriously. I mean, didn't you have to do 2,300 hours? <laughs> yeah, I did. You're kidding. Well, so I did, I went to school in Oregon <laughs> and they don't have like a cosmetology. It's okay. hair, skin, mm-hmm. and nails. And if you want to be gotcha. a cosmetologist, you have to have all three. Full so you have hours. to go to all different schools? No, it was all the same school. Oh, okay. All the but same school, programs. but different okay. programs. So it was yep. 2,300 hours in total. And so wow. that's what I did. But my license, well, if I had kept my nail license <laughs> up, actually, I'm going to have to go back and, <laughs> and get that one. But um, if I had kept them all up, then I can work in any state. Because yeah, I have all because you have licenses. the most hours yeah. ever. Yeah, exactly. And well, and yeah. now 15, 16 years or whatever uh, license. Yeah. So it's easy, but I had to do that. So do and you then, do like nails and skin or do you no. mainly do hair? I have over yeah. like over the years, there was, you know, if I worked in a salon that needed another person to do pedicures in the summer, like if I had a gap, I would do it. You know, one thing about Erica way. is she will do whatever sits in her chair. Yeah, I love that. That's not very common. (laughs) I mean, sometimes it's nice to break it up. I mean, I did a perm the other day, Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it. Why not?" Yeah, and I walked around the perm. I was like, "I know." (laughs) 
It was... Like, are we back in hair school? <laughs> I know, right. totally. I'm so glad perms aren't as stinky as they used to be. But it's yeah. true they've come a long way. But still, props to you. I could never. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of hair school, tell us about the Jay Z Academy. Yeah. I'm so intrigued by the designer school. Yeah. So it's interesting because you brought this up that where you're from, you have to do all three, and that mm-hmm. was kind of my train of thought in a sense because in in Utah yeah I think that makes sense Mm -hmm. I mean I think they should lower the hours so that like all three together should add up to cosmetology hours Mm -hmm. where you're from but I like the idea of a hair school means you get specialized in licensed in hair a nail school is nails skin is skin because in cosmetology programs most of the time you're learning 400 hours of basic aesthetics and pedicures and stuff that you're really never going to use and you don't learn enough to really use it. Mm -hmm. And then the rest is literally prepping you for skateboards. Like you just don't graduate feeling confident usually. So I feel like you come out being like, I could do lashes. I could do nails. I could do hair, but I don't know enough about each thing. So I wanted to do a hair school for that reason. Also because hair is my thing. Like I don't know how to teach nails or aesthetics, so (laughs) I got to do hair. Um, So I wanted to do a hair designer school because in the state of Utah, you can get a hair designer license for 1200 hours and that will transfer to other states. And like, let's say a cosmetology program is 1600 hours in another state. You would just have to make up those 400 hours in that state and take the test, Mm -hmm. which is the case. Like if you were in cosmetology school and moved anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that. And I feel like now we can give our students a really hands-on experience focusing on hair. We can actually train them in extensions. Most schools mm-hmm. don't do that. Uh, real life techniques. It's going to be curriculum that's needed. Like, obviously, we're going to go over like color theory and science and the bone structure and everything that you need to know. State board prep, but it's going to be real life stuff. And a lot of the curriculum is going to be my stuff and stuff I'm working on, yeah. which I think is going to be cool. That's that is. It's almost like yeah. beauty school and like a mentorship, a associateship, apprenticeship built in. Yeah, like, like I want my students so to graduate more. feeling excited because I feel like a lot of students are just like, I don't want to do hair because I hated hair school. And that's sad to me. Like, school's hard, but I want it to be an enjoyable experience. And a big thing for me is like, you know, when doctors have to do internships in hospitals, I want my students to have to do that in the real world. So like the third phase of their career at hair school is going to be coming into the salon, working in real life as a co-stylist to gain that experience mm-hmm. so that they like know what they're getting into. <laughs> Wow, oh, that's, that's so awesome. Cool. So does Utah have a law that you have to have X amount of hours before you can touch a client in the salon? Yeah, so like we'll have to do, I can't remember exactly, I have it all written down, but I think it's like 500 hours or something. Okay. So it'll be broken up into phases where like phase one is the bookwork and learning all the basics, you know, the techniques you're going to do, then it will be moving onto the floor, then it will be a co-stylist, and then they can, you know, get licensed after that. That's that amazing. Really cool. What a great opportunity. Thank you. Is it Thank you. I hope it first... goes well. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it will. Fine. We're it manifesting. Will. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, is it one of the first of its kind in Utah? Or yes. is this so a thing that cos- exists? So cosmetology schools in Utah, some of them have a hair designer program where you can choose just to do hair. But mm-hmm. I'm the first hair designer school in Utah that's that I know so of. Cool. So that's cool. That's mm-hmm. pretty awesome. I love <laughs> Talk it. about branding. I know, right? Yeah. Get better than that. Well, it's funny because I think a lot of people are confused. Like I get so many messages like, wait, do I have to have experience to come? Like I don't think people get that. Like, mm-hmm. no, this is a school to license you. Anyone can come. So I'm trying to like spread the word and explain that because it's not a cosmetology school, but it's still a hair school. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to like 
get that word out there right now, but I do think it's going to be a cool thing. That's cool. Well, she said it here, folks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> cleared it up. We'll have to fly out to Utah you. when you open. Right? Grand yes, opening. come to the grand opening. I'm sure come we're going to get it out. Big. I know. I'm like, I wish I was going to beauty school right now. <laughs> like, that's right? such, that's, I wish well, I I'll be that. in Nashville in November. So we'll have to get together. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, my God, definitely. yes. We'll take you out. That'd be fun. Yes. Heck, yeah. Show me all the good places. I'll be seven months pregnant, but, you know, I can still have a good time. <laughs> right? <laughs> We know some low key spots yes. that are more Perfect. seven months pregnant appropriate than all the, I love the it. usual. I can stuff. still dance. It's fine. <laughs> well, there's music everywhere. It's Nashville. So yeah, exactly. Everywhere. You can't escape it. That sure. part. But um, so, uh, I don't know how to segue into it, yeah. this question because it's we've not been talking about it. But I'm really curious <laughs> yeah. to know this. So, what is like the most successful day of your career thus far i would that was gonna be my next question what would be like the biggest day to you that you felt the most when you literally had to just sit down and be like wow i did that oh my gosh that is a good question i haven't even thought about that it's funny because i feel like my life is go 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 almost to a fault where like if something bad happens to me I kind of forget about it because I'm just on to the next thing which is a curse and a blessing (laughs) but because of that I don't take time to really sit back and reflect right so I need to be better at that I would say this was a while ago so like a lot of bigger things have happened since then but this was a big moment for me when I was like a year into having my salon My YouTube channel had just hit like 25,000 subscribers. I was like, I've made it. This is amazing. (laughs) Um, And ISSE, which is a hair show in Long Beach, Mm -hmm. reached out to me. And they asked me to come and work with them and like kind of like host the show and do interviews and like interview hair influencers. And they gave me like free tickets. So I got to fly me and like my team out there. And I I brought like five stylists with me and I got to interview Guy Tang on stage, which at the time was like amazing. Like I was like, oh my gosh. And it was really, really cool. And that to this day is still just, I was like, oh, I got to do that so early in my career. Mm -hmm. And I'll always remember that just because it was a really cool moment that like a big organization believed in Mm -hmm. me and I got to interview someone I looked up to and it was really fun. So Mm -hmm. that was a big moment. And it was four years ago, but I'll always remember that. I love it. That's cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> speaking of like, of course, growing since those four years, you've gotten to meet a lot of cool people and a lot of people that you've yeah. probably looked up to. Have you ever, because um, this has been an experience of mine and we don't have to say names, but have you ever been <laughs> let down by meeting someone that you've looked up to for so long? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I would say luckily most people are really nice but I am in the the really lucky position where they're meeting me as another hair influencer so they're going to be nice to me right Right. yeah whereas if you're meeting someone as just an everyday stylist they may look down to you and I've seen that happen to other people where I'm like oh I you know like I'm observing it Mm -hmm. but then to me they're really nice and I I don't like that um but I did go to um Premier Orlando a few years ago and I took a picture with a hair influencer that I looked up to and she didn't know who I was and she wasn't rude by any means, but I could just tell she was doing like pictures in front of a backdrop. There was a line and it was just like, okay, thanks. Thanks. Like it was just very like through going through the motions and she was probably tired. It was a long day, but like I felt in that sense that I was like, you know, for me, I always try to remember that like the people who follow me are the reason I have a job. They're the reason I'm here. 
And I'm genuinely excited to meet everyone and take a picture with them. And sometimes you have to fake it if you're tired. Like, just put on a face. <laughs> yeah. I just felt like she was just very, like, like, it didn't make me excited to, like, continue following her. And that made me a little right. sad. Mm-hmm. She wasn't rude, but, like, I could just tell she was over it. <laughs> right. Well, and it's kind of just like, uh, well, that's not what I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah, and it's so hard because, like, yeah. yes, there's probably hundreds of people asking for your photo, so you're not, like, going to be super enthusiastic for every one of them. But think of, like, being in their shoes and, like, they're mm-hmm. so excited to meet you and, like, mm-hmm. you've changed their career. You've done something for them. Like, you've got to give a thank you, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have to ask, what is that like? Like, when that like when that first happened to you and you had people coming up to you and being like oh my god can I take a picture with you what was that moment like that is that's so um, baffling to me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time it happened that I remember it was in an RC Willie, which is really funny <laughs> <laughs> so I was like a couple I was probably a few months into YouTube and I was shopping at RC Willie for a couch with my sister and there was another girl shopping there and she just came up to me and was like I love you I watch all your videos and I was like what What? like okay and it was just like such a cool feeling and I just remember being like oh my gosh people are actually watching my Mm. videos like I didn't (laughs) those are real people right (laughs) those are not just like robots (laughs) so that was really cool and it's still something you never get used to like I, I have a friend that I made recently, and she's another salon owner here in Utah, and she's come to my trainings. I've known of her for a few years, but um, she comes in to buy hair a lot, so my salon manager, like, six months ago was like, she's opening a salon in a few towns over. You guys should go surprise her tonight for her salon opening, and I'm like, okay, so I went and surprised her, and she was, like, crying, and it was just, like, the cutest thing ever, and, like, I was like, I like, she's like, you're the reason I did this. And I was like, what? But it's funny because we're friends now. Like I've hung out with her on a personal level. And she's like, I will never get over that you're Jamie Styles. Like I will always stand girl. And we're friends. And I'm like, I don't get that. And like, no matter how often I hear that, that will, I'll never get used to that. Like I'll never be like, yeah, I'm Jamie Styles. Like I'm Jesse. I'm, I, I have my bad days. I have my good days. I'm a normal human. So I think when people get used to that and they get like a big head, like you should want a picture with me, mm-hmm. that's when it all goes downhill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I would just be so afraid. I'm like, Ooh. afraid of what? Right? People. Of people. <laughs> the people peopling. We went... <laughs> I'm like, I don't like to be touched. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, please, no. I, see, and I'm the touchy person, so I'll hug anyone who comes up to me, which probably isn't good, but. <laughs> I mean, you know. Oh, well. It, it builds your immune system. Yeah, I mean, there you go. That's, you're the strongest. Hunter, you sound like me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hug people and drink alkaline water. <laughs> oh, Words to live by. I know. Um, so let's see. If with everything that you have done, if you is there anything that if you could go back, you would do differently? Oh. Uh... I wouldn't say it's I like mean, a obviously it worked thing. out for you, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> thank you. I wouldn't say it's a specific thing, but I will say there's been times when I overwhelm myself with too many things. Mm-hmm. Um, like two years ago, I had a clothing line, Ash and Jay, and we had it for like a year and it was doing so well. And when I ended it, it was like at the best it had been, but it was too much of my focus and it took away from like the hair and the education. Mm-hmm. And even though I love clothes, it wasn't my main focus. So I had to learn a lesson that it's like, instead of doing 10 things I love and getting 10% to each of them, mm-hmm. I need to do like one or two things I love and get a hundred percent if I can. Yeah. So that's just like a big lesson I've learned and delegating and then 
the minute I add something new to my plate, I need to drop something else. So with the Academy, I ended up letting go of the podcast, which was so sad because I love doing it. And I, I may bring it back in the future because I have all the equipment still and it was really fun. But the Academy needs my attention. And I just knew I had to let something go and it wasn't going to be a salon or education, you know, mm. so you just kind of have to make those hard decisions sometimes. You, you can just be a regular guest on our show. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay. I'll just be a co-host once a month. Yes, love <laughs> there it. There we go. <laughs> Get my podcast fixed. <laughs> so to counter the best day in your career, what yeah. would you say has been the biggest opportunity for growth for you? Oh, gosh. So, okay, real quick. You said that you wanted to do like more talking on the other one. Can I mm-hmm. talk about stuff on this one too? Uh, yes, if you so want to tease what's going to happen in the, in the after pod, if you want. Okay. I'll just keep it like surface level because okay. I don't want to give too much on the free. Then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there we go. Like, if you want to know more, yeah, <laughs> you gotta check subscribe. it out. Okay. Um, so I would definitely say the friendships I've lost along the way, because when you are a boss, it is very, very, very hard to work with friends and family. And I work with all my friends and family, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I'm blessed to have, but I've had situations where I have given too much I've gotten walked all over and I've also made mistakes like I have you know not treated people the right way because of how I felt like I was being treated and I reacted to energy that maybe wasn't me you know and Mm -hmm. so like I've kind of fallen into things that have happened because when you work with friends and family the lines get really blurred and it's so hard to separate the two so I would say when I have lost employees that were friends or things like that, it's always been a really good time for me to reflect and be like, okay, what could I have done differently in this situation? Unfortunately, it's happened a few times Mm -hmm. and it's all been different situations that I've learned so much from each of them. And I truly do believe I'm a better boss because of it. I feel like I put up a lot of walls and boundaries that weren't there before that kind of needed to be there to be a boss. And I think I'm heading in a better direction now of like being a business owner that actually has a backbone instead of just being like, I want to be friends with everyone and yeah. give you the world because that is so who I am. So right. um, it's definitely been a learning experience and something I'm grateful for. Absolutely. And we are going to dive a little bit deeper into yes. these things that have happened in the Afterpod on our Patreon. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. I love that name, the Afterpod. The, the Afterpod. We just that the other night. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> we can't help I love it. that. Um, well, the last question that I think that we have for this podcast is are there any, do you have any advice for a new stylist starting out? Besides going mm-hmm. to your school. <laughs> yeah, go to JC Academy. Right? Um, yes. So I like what you said about you, like taking everything that sits in your chair. That is something you actually do need to do when you're mm-hmm. starting out, because if you're mm-hmm. picky in the beginning, you are not in any position to turn a client away. So you need to do everything, get that experience. And as hard as it is, the bad clients teach you so much. Yeah, so make so mistakes, true. do mm-hmm. the things it's you don't want to do. Gonna you're going to grow <laughs> from it. You're going to learn from it. And then you're going to get to a point where you can pick and choose your clientele. But that does not happen overnight. And I think a lot of stylists graduate cosmetology school thinking, I'm a blonde specialist now. And it's like, no, 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 you're going to have to do men's cuts. You're going to have to do perms. Like, you have to work to get there because then it means so much more. Mm-hmm. So just take as much as you can. Be willing to work. Um, I sound like Kim Kardashian. Like, no one wants to work these days. But it is totally. kind of true. <laughs> because I hire so many people who think, like, I'm just going to work two days a week. And that's fine once you earn that. But yeah. in the beginning, if you're building a clientele, like, Sometimes you have to work late nights and Saturdays and the, the shifts no one else wants to do, 
But then two years in, when you have built that clientele who will work around you, you can work two days a week, Mm -hmm. you know? So just like knowing your place, earning it, and then being able to enjoy that. Yep. Awesome. I love it. Awesome. Thank you. Well, we're going to save our iced tea for the unedited version (laughs) on Patreon. And if you can't already tell (laughs) what that iced tea is going to be about, Jesse will be (laughs) spilling all the tea about her life here recently. Um, This has been another episode of Break Room Banter. If you'd like to follow us on our social media journeys, I am at Hair X Hunter on all the things. And I am Erica the Redhead. It's Mm E-R-I-C-K-A, the Redhead. Um, And then we also made a um, TikTok TikTok. for the podcast. So it's Break Room Banter Pod on TikTok. Follow (laughs) us there. And um, our podcast Instagram is also Break Room Banter Pod. Break Room Banter Pod. Jesse, would you like to list off all 40 of your <laughs> Instagrams? Oh, God. Okay. The main ones are just jz.styles. That's me. And then my business is jzstyles.co. And then Academy is jz Academy. So you can follow those if you're interested. Wonderful. Right. Wonderful. Well, until next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>